0: SECTION 3 OF THE BOOK OF THE THOUSAND NIGHTS AND A NIGHT, VOLUME 11. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. THE BOOK OF THE THOUSAND NIGHTS AND A NIGHT, VOLUME 11, BY ANONYMOUS. TRANSLATED BY RICHARD FRANCIS BURTON. STORY OF THE LARRIKIN AND THE COOK part two when the caliph heard these his verses and saw how apt he was at couplets he was delighted with exceeding delight and taking the cup drank it off and the twain ceased not to converse and carouse till the wine rose to their heads then quoth abu al Hasan to the caliph o boon companion of mine of a truth i am perplexed concerning my affair for meseemed i was commander of the faithful and ruled and gave gifts and largesse and in very deed o oh my brother it was not a dream quoth the caliph these were the imbroglios of sleep and crumbling a bit of bang into the cup said to him by my life do thou drink this cup and said abu al hasan surely i will drink it from thy hand then he took the cup and drank it off and no sooner had it settled in his stomach than his head fell to the ground before his feet now his manners and fashions pleased the caliph and the excellence of his composition and his frankness and he said in himself i will assuredly make him my cup companion and sitting comrade so he rose forthright and saying to masrur take him up returned to the palace accordingly the eunuch took up abu al-hasan and carrying him to the palace of the caliphate set him down before al Rashid, who bade the slaves and slave-girls compass him about whilst he himself hid in a place where abu al-hasan could not see him then he commanded one of the handmaidens to take the lute and strike it over the wag's head whilst the rest smote upon their instruments so they played and sang till abu al-hasan awoke at the last of the night and heard the symphony of lutes and tambourines and the sound of the flutes and the singing of the slave girls whereupon he opened his eyes and finding himself in the palace with the handmaids and eunuchs about him exclaimed there is no majesty and there is no might save in allah the glorious the great come to my helpless knight which meseems more unlucky than the former verily i am fearful of the madhouse and of that which i suffered therein the first time and i doubt not but the devil is come to me again as before o oh, allah my lord put thou satan to shame then he shut his eyes and laid his head in his sleeve and fell to laughing softly and raising his head betimes but still found the apartment lighted and the girls singing presently one of the eunuchs sat down at his head and said to him sit up o prince of true believers and look on thy palace and thy slave girls said abu al Hasan, under the veil of allah am i in truth commander of the faithful and thus thou not lie yesterday i rode not forth neither ruled but drank and slept and this eunuch cometh to make me rise then he sat up and recalled to thought that which had betided him with his mother and how he had beaten her and entered the bedlam and he saw the marks of the beating wherewith the superintendent had beaten him and was perplexed concerning his affair and pondered in himself saying by allah i know not how my case is nor what is this that betideth me then gazing at the scene around him he said privily all these are of the Jan in human shape and i commit my case to allah presently he turned to one of the damsels and said to her who am i quoth she thou art the commander of the faithful and quoth he thou liest o calamity if i be indeed the commander of the faithful bite my finger so she came to him and bid it with all her might and he said to her it doth suffice then he asked the chief eunuch who am i and he answered thou art the commander of the faithful so he left him and returned to his wonderment then turning to a little white slave said to him bite my ear and he bent his head low down to him and put his ear to his mouth now the mameluke was young and lacked sense so he closed his teeth upon abu al hasan's ear with all his might till he came near to sever it and he knew not arabic so as often as the wag said to him it doth suffice he concluded that he said bite like a vice and redoubled his bite and made his teeth meet in the ear whilst the damsels were diverted from him with hearkening to the singing girls and abu al hasan cried out for succor from the boy and the caliph lost his sense for laughter then he dealt the boy a cuff and he let go his ear whereupon all present fell down with laughter and said to the little mameluke art mad that thou bitest the caliph's ear on this wise and abu al hasan cried to them sufficeth ye not o ye wretched jinns that which hath befallen me but the fault is not yours the fault is of your chief who transmuted you from gin shape to mortal shape i seek refuge against you this night by the throne verse and the chapter of sincerity and the two preventives so saying the wag put off his clothes till he was naked with prickle and breech exposed and danced among the slave girls they bound his hands and he wantoned among them while they died of laughing at him and the caliph swooned away for excess of laughter then he came to himself and going forth the curtain to abu al hasan said to him out on thee o abu al hasan thou slayest me with laughter so he turned to him and knowing him said to him by allah tis thou slayest me and slayest my mother and slewest the shaykhs and the imam of the mosque after which he kissed ground before him and prayed for the permanence of his prosperity and the endurance of his days the caliph at once robed him in a rich robe and gave him a thousand dinars and presently he took the wag into especial special favour and married him and bestowed largesse on him and lodged him with himself in the palace and made him of the chief of his cup companions and indeed he was preferred with him above them and the caliph advanced him over them all. Now they were ten in number, to wit, Al Ijli and Al Rakashi and Ibdan and Hasan Al Farastak, and Al lawz and Al Sakar and Omar Al Tartis and Abu Novas and Abu Ishak Al Nadim and Abu Al Hasan Al Khalia, and by each of them hangeth a story which is told in other than this book, and indeed abu al-hasan became high in honour with the caliph and favoured above all so that he sat with him and the lady Zubayda bint al Qasim, whose treasuress nujat al-fuad hait was given to him in marriage after this abu al-hasan the wag abode with his wife in eating and drinking and all delight of life till whatso was with them went the way of money when he said to her Harky, o nujat al fuad said she at thy service and he continued i have it in mind to play a trick on the caliph and thou shalt do the same with the lady Subaydah, and we will take of them at once to begin with two hundred dinars and two pieces of silk she rejoined as thou willest but what thinkest thou to do and he said we will feign ourselves dead and this is the trick i will die before thee and lay myself out and do thou spread over me a silken napkin and loose my turban over me and tie my toes and lay on my stomach a knife and a little salt then let down thy hair and betake thyself to thy mistress zubaydah tearing thy dress and slapping thy face and crying out she will ask thee what aileth thee and do thou answer her may thy head outlive abu al hasan the wag for he is dead she will mourn for me and weep and bid her new treasuress give thee a hundred dinars and a piece of silk and will say to thee go lay him out and carry him forth so do thou take of her the hundred dinars and the piece of silk and come back and when thou returnest to me i will rise up and thou shalt lie down in my place and i will go to the caliph and say to him may thy head outlive nuzat al fuad and rent my raiment and pluck out my beard he will mourn for thee and say to his treasurer give abu al hasan a hundred dinars and a piece of silk then he will say to me go lay her out and carry her forth and i will come back to thee therewith nuzat al fuad rejoiced and said indeed this is an excellent device then abu al hasan stretched himself out forthright and she shut his eyes and tied his feet and covered him with a napkin and did whatso her lord had bidden her after which she tear her gear and bared her head and letting down her hair went in to the lady zubaydah crying out and weeping when the princess saw her in this state she cried what plight is this what is thy story and what maketh thee weep and Nuzat al-fuad answered weeping and loud wailing the while o my lady may thy head live and mayest thou survive abu al hasan al kaliya for he is dead the lady zubaydah mourned for him and said alas poor abu al hasan the wag and she shed tears for him a while then she bade her treasuress give Nujat al fuad a hundred dinars and a piece of silk and said to her o Nujat al fuad go lay him out and carry him forth so she took the hundred dinars and the piece of silk and returned to her dwelling rejoicing and went in to her spouse and acquainted him with what had befallen whereupon he arose and rejoiced and girdled his middle and danced and took the hundred dinars and a piece of silk and laid them up then he laid out nuzat al fuad and did with her as she had done with him after which he rent his raiment and plucked out his beard and disordered his turban and ran out nor ceased running till he came in to the caliph who was sitting in the judgment hall and he in this plight beating his breast the caliph asked him what aileth thee o abu al hasan and he wept and answered would heaven thy cup-companion had never been and would this hour had never come quoth the caliph tell me thy case and quoth abu al-hasan o my lord may thy head outlive nujat al-fuad the caliph exclaimed there is no god but god and smote hand upon hand then he comforted abu al-hasan and said to him grieve not for we will bestow upon thee a bedfellow other than she and he ordered the treasurer to give him a hundred dinars and a piece of silk accordingly the treasurer did what the caliph bade him and al-rashid said to him go lay her out and carry her forth and make her a handsome funeral so abu al-hasan took that which he had given him and returning to his house rejoicing went in to nusat al-fuad and said to her arise for our wish is won hereat she arose and he laid before her the hundred ducats and the piece of silk whereat she rejoiced and they added the gold to the gold and the silk to the silk and sat talking and laughing each to other meanwhile when abu al-hasan fared forth the presence of the caliph and went to lay out nusat al-fuad The commander of the faithful mourned for her and dismissing the Divan arose and betook himself, leaning upon Masrur, the sworder of his vengeance, to the lady Zubaydah, that he might condole with her for her handmaid. He found her sitting weeping and awaiting his coming, so she might condole with him for his boon companion Abu al Hasan the wag. So he said to her, May thy head outlive thy slave girl Nujat al Fuad and said she o my lord allah preserve my slave-girl mayest thou live and long survive thy boon companion abu al hasan al kaliya for he is dead the caliph smiled and said to his eunuch o masrur verily women are little of wit allah upon thee say was not abu al hasan with me but now quoth the lady zubaydah laughing from a heart full of wrath wilt thou not leave thy jesting sufficeth thee not that abu al-hasan is dead but thou must put to death my slave-girl also and bereave us of the twain and style me little of wit the caliph answered indeed tis nuzat al-fuad who is dead and the lady zubaydah said indeed he hath not been with thee nor hast thou seen him and none was with me but now save nuzat al fuad and she sorrowful weeping with her clothes torn to tatters i exhorted her to patience and gave her a hundred dinars and a piece of silk and indeed i was awaiting thy coming so i might console thee for thy cup companion abu al hasad al kaliya and was about to send for thee the caliph laughed and said none is dead save nuzat al fuad and she no no good my lord none is dead but abu al Hasan the wag with this the caliph waxed wroth the hashimi vein started out from between his eyes and throbbed and he cried out to masrur and said to him fare thee forth to the house of abu al Hasan the wag and see which of them is dead so masrur went out running and the caliph said to the lady zubaydah wilt thou lay me a wager and said she yes i will wager and i say that abu al hasan is dead rejoined the caliph and i wager and say that none is dead save Al and the stake between me and thee shall be the garden of pleasance against thy palace and the pavilion of pictures so they agreed upon this and sat awaiting masrur's return with the news as for the eunuch he ceased not running till he came to the by-street wherein was the stead of abu al hassan al khaliyah now the wag was comfortably seated and leaning back against the lattice and chancing to look round saw masrur running along the street and said to nujat al fuad "Meseemeth the caliph when i went forth from him dismissed the divan and went in to the lady zubaydah to condole with her whereupon she arose and condoled with him saying allah increase thy recompense for the loss of abu al hasan al kaliya and he said to her none is dead save nusat al fuad may thy head outlive her quoth she tis not she who is dead but abu al hasan al kaliya thy boon companion and quoth he none is dead save nusat al fuad and they waxed so obstinate that the caliph became wroth and they laid a wager and he hath sent Masrur the sworder to see who is dead now therefore twere best that thou lie down so he may sight thee and go and acquaint the caliph and confirm my saying. So Nuzat al Fawad stretched herself out and Abu al Hasan covered her with her mantilla and sat weeping at her head presently. Masrur the eunuch suddenly came in to him and saluted him, and seeing Nuzat al Fuad stretched out, uncovered her face and said, There is no God but God. Our sister Nuzat al Fuad is dead indeed. How sudden was the stroke of destiny! Allah have ruth on thee and acquit thee of all charge. Then he returned and related what had passed before the Caliph and the Lady Zubayda, and he laughing as he spoke o accursed one cried the caliph this is no time for laughter tell us which is dead of them masrur replied by allah o my lord abu al-hasan is well and none is dead but nujat al-fuad quoth the caliph to zubaydah thou hast lost thy pavilion in thy play and he jeered at her and said o masrur tell her what thou sawest quoth the eunuch verily o my lady i ran without ceasing till i came in to abu al Hasan in his house and found Nuzat al fuad lying dead and abu al Hasan sitting tearful at her head i saluted him and condoled with him and sat down by his side and uncovered the face of Nuzat al fuad and saw her dead and her face swollen so i said to him carry her out forthwith so we may pray over her he replied tis well and i left him to lay her out and came hither that i might tell you the news the prince of true believers laughed and said tell it again and again to thy lady little wits when the lady zubaydah heard masrur's words and those of the caliph she was wroth and said none is little of wit save he who believeth a black slave and she abused masrur whilst the commander of the faithful laughed and the eunuch vexed at this said to the caliph he spake sooth who said women are little of wits and lack religion then said the lady zubaydah to the caliph o commander of the faithful thou sportest and jestest with me and this slave hoodwinketh me the better to please thee but i will send and see which of them be dead and he answered saying send one who shall see which of them is dead so the lady zubaydah cried out to an old duenna and said to her hie thee to the house of Nuzat al fuad in haste and see who is dead and loiter not and she used hard words to her so the old woman went out running whilst the prince of true believers and masrur laughed and she ceased not running till she came into the street abu al-hasan saw her and knowing her said to his wife o Nujat al-fuad meseemeth the lady zubaydah has sent to us to see who is dead and hath not given credit to masrur's report of thy death accordingly she hath dispatched the old crone her duenna to discover the truth so it behoveth me to be dead in my turn for the sake of thy credit with the lady zubaydah hereat he lay down and stretched himself out and she covered him and bound his eyes and feet and sat in tears at his head presently the old woman came in to her and saw her sitting at abu al hasan's head weeping and recounting his fine qualities and when she saw the old trot she cried out and said to her see what hath befallen me indeed abu al hasan is dead and he hath left me lone and lorn then she shrieked out and rent her raiment and said to the crone o oh, my mother how very good he was to me quoth the other indeed thou art excused for thou wast used to him and he to thee then she considered what masrur had reported to the caliph and the lady zubaydah and said to her indeed masrur goeth about to cast discord between the caliph and the lady Zubayda." asked nuzat al-fuad and what is the cause of discord o my mother and the other replied o my daughter masrur came to the caliph and the lady zubaydah and gave them news of thee that thou was dead and that abu al-hasan was well nuzat al-fuad said to her o oh, Nanti mine i was with my lady just now and she gave me a hundred dinars and a piece of silk and now see my case and that which hath befallen me indeed i am bewildered and how shall i do and i lone and lorn would heaven i had died and he had lived then she wept and with her wept the old woman who going up to abu al hasan and uncovering his face saw his eyes bound and swollen for the swathing so she covered him up again and said indeed o Al Fuad." thou art afflicted in abu al-hasan then she condoled with her and going out from her ran along the street until she came in to the lady and related to her the story and the princess said to her laughing tell it over again to the caliph who maketh me out little of wit and lacking of religion and who made this ill-omened liar of a slave presume to contradict me quoth masrur this old woman lieth for i saw abu al Hasan well and nuzat al fuad it was who lay dead quoth the duenna tis thou that liest and wouldst fain cast discord between the caliph and the lady zubaydah. and masrur cried none lieth but thou o old woman of ill omen and thy lady believeth thee and she must be in her dotage whereupon lady zubaydah cried out at him and in very sooth she was enraged with him and with his speech and shed tears then said the caliph to her i lie and my eunuch lieth and thou liest and thy waiting-woman lieth so tis my reed we go all four of us together that we may see which of us telleth the truth masrur said come let us go that i may do to this ill-omened old woman evil deeds and deal her a sound drubbing for her lying and the duenna answered him o dotard is thy wit like unto my wit indeed thy wit is as the hen's wit masrur was incensed at her words and would have laid violent hands on her but the lady zubaydah pushed him away from her and said to him her truth speaking will presently be distinguished from thy truth speaking and her leasing from thy leasing then they all four arose laying wagers with one another and went forth afoot from the palace gate and hide on till they came in at the gate of the street where abu al hasan al kaliya dwelt he saw them and said to his wife nusat al fuad verily all that is sticky is not a pancake they cook nor every time shall the crock escape the shock it seemeth the old woman hath gone and told her lady and acquainted her with our case and she has disputed with masrur the eunuch and they have laid wagers each with other about our death and are come to us all four the caliph and the eunuch and the lady zubaydah and the old trot when nuzat al fuad heard this she started up from her outstretched posture and asked how shall we do whereto he answered we will both feign ourselves dead together and stretch ourselves out and hold our breath so she hearkened unto him and they both lay down on the place where they usually slept the siesta and bound their feet and shut their eyes and covered themselves with the veil and held their breath presently up came the caliph zubaydah masrur and the old woman and entering found abu al hasan the wag and wife both stretched out as dead which when the lady saw she wept and said they ceased not to bring ill news of my slave-girl till she died methinketh abu al hasan's death was grievous to her and that she died after him quoth the caliph thou shalt not prevent me with thy prattle and prate she certainly died before abu al hasan for he came to me with his raiment rent and his beard plucked out beating his breast with two bits of unbaked brick and i gave him a hundred dinars and a piece of silk and said to him go bear her forth and i will give thee a bedfellow other than she and handsomer and she shall be instead of her but it would appear that her death was no light matter to him and he died after her so it is who have beaten thee and gotten thy stake the lady zubaydah answered him in words galore and the dispute between them waxed sore at last the caliph sat down at the head of the pair and said by the tomb of the apostle of allah whom may he save and assain and the sepulchres of my fathers and forefathers whoso will tell me which of them died before the other i will willingly give him a thousand dinars when abu al hasan heard the caliph's words he sprang up in haste and said i died first o commander of the faithful here with a thousand dinars and acquit thee of thine oath and the swear thou swarest. Nuzat al fuwad rose also and stood up before the caliph and the lady zubaydah who both rejoiced in this and in their safety and the princess chid her slave-girl then the caliph and zubaydah gave them joy of their well-being and knew that this death was a trick to get the gold. And the lady said to Nuzat al Fuad, Thou shouldst have sought of me that which thou needest without this fashion and not have burned my heart for thee. And she, Verily, I was ashamed, O my lady. As for the caliph, he swooned away for laughing and said, O oh, Abu al Hasan, thou wilt never cease to be a wag and do peregrine things and prodigious quoth he o commander of the faithful this trick i played off for that money which thou gavest me was exhausted and i was ashamed to ask of thee again when i was single i could never keep money in hand but since thou marriedst me to this damsel if i possessed even thy wealth i should lay it waste wherefore when all that was in my hand was spent i wrought this slight so i might get of thee the hundred dinars and the piece of silk and all this is an alms from our lord but now make haste to give me the thousand dinars and acquit thee of thine oath the caliph and the lady zubaydah laughed and returned to the palace and he gave abu al-hasan the thousand dinars saying take them as a douceur for thy preservation from death whilst her mistress did the like with nusat al-fuad Honouring her with the same words, moreover, the Caliph increased the wag in his sold and supplies, and he and his wife ceased not to live in joy and contentment till there came to them the destroyer of delights and severer of societies, the plunderer of palaces and the gardener of graves. End of section three. Recording by Marisalqui.